Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. This is Season 2, Episode 19, Purpose Born in Adversity. What does that mean exactly, born in adversity? Well, I think it I think it means that we're trying to overcome some terrible tragedy or some terrible situation that you're going through in your life. So many people are going through so much adversity, and who are we quickly to blame for? We quickly blame our, our, our every other circumstance that we go through on somebody else, even though it's probably by our own choosing and our own desires. Well, who are we the first to call for? God. God, we ask God for help. But then as soon as we come out of that adversity, we quickly just forget all about God and how he got us through the situation, even though we should be giving him the glory that we went through the situation and we come out from the back end. Yeah, so I'm sure everyone, life is going to hit everyone. Trouble hits you in all directions. And purpose born in adversity means sometimes we're going to find our passion. Sometimes we're going to find a purpose that God has for us in the adversity, in the trial that we're going through. In Isaiah 42, 16, it says, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These things I will do, and I will not forsake them. That's Isaiah 42, 16. You see, the Lord doesn't promise that we're going to have um, an easygoing life all through life. But sometimes it's like it says in the Bible, iron sharpens iron. It's through the trials that we go through that we learn where our weaknesses are and we learn where our strength is. Exactly. So we're going to talk about that today. And we have three bullet points we want to point out uh, through this whole entire thing. Is One is you are searching for something you lost. What does that mean? Two, the path to purpose. We all have a purpose when we go through adversity. We learn what those purposes are and the path way through, through them. And finally, three, lost has been found. What that means, we'll discuss later on that, but uh, the purpose of that is you always find something that you're, you're missing on the inside of you is why you went through that adversity in the first place. So we're going to uh, start off with the, uh, what we mean by that. And well, uh, the Lord said, I have told you things so that you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take take heart. I have overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. As long as there is evil in the world and free will, you will go through trials and experiences of adversity of many kinds. But our God is always there with us as he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 13 uh, to 5. That is so true because we all go through trials and tribulations in our lifetime. Nobody lives a perfect life. Nobody lives like a perfect existence. You always have something you have to overcome. Like the world and wars, we had to overcome those. You have your probably own personal war within yourself that you're going through. Depression, anxiety. 
we all deal with some sort of adversity going through life because nobody lives a perfect life. God didn't. We don't either. Yes. So you may lose things along the way in your trial. Uh, not just material things, but you may lose your way spiritually. You may start to get depressed and you may wonder, God, are you even there for me? And, you know, I thought I had things I all figured out. I thought I understood. And then something hits that's so devastating and it's got you wondering again. God will take you on a journey to find something that you've lost and something that you didn't know you wanted. And it will be better than you could ever imagine. Now to him who is able to do much more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's in Ephesians 3, 20, 21. So our first bullet point, you're searching for something you lost. Maybe you, you know, you've just been thrown out of your comfort zone and you don't know what to do. Maybe, um, your landlord's going up, uh, 400 bucks in just one pop and you don't have the money. It's like, Oh my goodness. You got to step out of that comfort zone. You got to go try to find another place to live. And in this world right now, that's not an easy thing to do when you're on a budget. Maybe you lost your job and you're having to find another one. And all the security that you thought you had has been ripped right up from under your feet. Maybe you lost a relationship. There's so many things that can go on and on. And then you're hurt spiritually. And then you get depressed. That happens when we don't trust God. I have seen as of late that you can surely trust God. And he helped me through my son. He just provided two miracles in one. Actually three. Um, you know, he has had a little stretch. And I hope you don't mind me sharing this. But one of these days I'm going to interview him on here because he's got a great message for you young people and he had been arrested but he got off that was amazing but he called his little stay uh in jail that it was the best thing that ever happened to him he said he finally came to life he finally started understanding things because he was seeking god while he was in there and so then that happened he had his breakthrough, but then he got found not guilty on all charges. And then while he was out there, he had his baby girl over Easter. Three miracles. Oh, my goodness. See, you may think you're in there for one reason, but God has got another reason. And so he's going to get you out of your comfort zone. So you may be searching something that you lost or you thought you needed back. But God's got another reason. Exactly. So we got to look out for what we have lost. We may not even know we lost anything in the first place, but God knows us better than we know ourselves. We just always have to remember that sometimes through life we, we lose sight of that. We lose sight of what's important. Sometimes we have our concentration on maybe money or maybe material things. But what are what are those what good are those things and when we leave this earth? You can't take that stuff with you. You always have to know. You always have to remember. Earth is not our final resting place. Yes. Uh, speaking of those material things. Are you material rich, but yet spiritually poor? 
that and I mean poor by then you have a lot of work that God needs to do within you. And maybe that's why you're maybe it's not for some big old thing that you think, you know, you, you're going to God's going to end up wanting you to preach to somebody. But no, maybe it's something that's just as important. Maybe it's something to find yourself, to find Jesus, to to discover the relationship that you didn't think you wanted. But God knows you need the one with him. And maybe you have one with him, but then there's a lot of misconceptions and he wants to reveal the truth. So we've taken these bullet points from the story of Saul. And I'm talking about not Saul, the one who became Paul and wrote half of the New Testament. I'm talking about the one who became the first king. The Israelites decided, oh, we want to be like everybody else. Now that in itself kind of troubles me. They're set apart as special to God. And that yet they want to be like everybody else. That, that, that just kind of troubles me. So they decided that they wanted a king. And so Samuel says, okay, you're going to get a king. You want one, and then you're going to have to suffer everything that goes along with a king. I don't see the purpose of kings. <clears throat> I, I, I Maybe it served a purpose back then. I'm not sure. But there's a reason why we left England because of the uh, one parliament deal. We wanted our freedoms, but back then, I guess they had a different perception of kings and what kings did for them. And honestly, to Saul, that my lovely wife was talking about, I didn't know there were more than one Saul. How many out there people out there knew that there's more than one Saul? Because I didn't know that. I mean, I'm honestly new to this Christianity. I mean, I love God more than anything. I grew up in the church, but I really didn't take really time to learn it as much as my lovely wife. But my wife can school you on everything about the Bible. Me, I'm still her pupil. I'm learning things that I didn't know existed. So uh, let's sit back and let her talk, tell us about this. So in 1 Samuel 9, verse 3, Saul is setting out to find the lost donkeys of his father. And that's what he thinks he's setting out for. So they had been lost. And so he sets out to look for them. Now the donkeys belonging to Saul's father, Kish, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, Take one of the servants with you and go and look for the donkeys. So, are you feeling lost? Are you feeling out of sorts? Have you been pushed out of your comfort zone because your world is turning upside down and maybe you've lost somebody, maybe you've lost a relationship. Maybe you've just been all confused about a lot of things that's going on and just one thing after another and you feel like you've lost your way. Maybe you think that God was leading you in one direction, but you seem to be stuck. And maybe you're just stuck in your in your spiritual growth. And you're searching for answers. Will you humble yourself to ask him to light your way, to lead you and to reveal the truth to you? He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and it will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. That's Matthew 7, 7. Will you humble yourself and just get rid of that pride thinking that you know everything in the world and everybody else is wrong? Will you humble yourself? Will you humble yourself to say, well, Lord, I guess maybe I don't know everything and maybe my perception is wrong because when your perception is wrong, your action is going to follow suit and it's going to be wrong. Will you ask, God, open my eyes and show me the truth and show me the way? 
I have to ask that on a continual basis, especially when I drive. Because I honestly, people, I had the worst road rage known to man. Matter of fact, uh, when I first, my wife and I first got married, I actually freaked her out one day when I was driving because my pride got the best of me when this guy in the front, front car, in front of me, cut me off, and that made me a little bit upset. And my wife said, "said pull over, pull over." I was like, what the heck's my I'm getting out of this car. I can't handle you screaming. And like, well, don't I have the right to yell at somebody? And say, like, what are you yelling at? You're yelling at the windshield. You're yelling at the car door. You're not yelling at the guy in front of you. Like, what made me feel good, but made me look, uh, but I had a quick perception of what the people at the outside walking down the sidewalk were looking at. Like, they're like, who's he yelling at? And why? He's literally yelling at his own car. I had to look at it from their perspective, but me, I was only thinking about myself being cut off. But that's what we got to step out of our own way and realize we're not the only people in this world. Yeah, so that leads us to our next bullet point, the path to the purpose, the trial that you're screaming to God, get me out of here. Oh, and I like it when, you know, we say, God, use me, use me, use me, or so on fire for God. And then he puts you in a job where it seems like there's nothing but a bunch of heathens. And then you're screaming, God, get me out of here. And he's probably shaking his head. Well, they asked me to use, you know, to be used. And so we got to think again about what we ask because you're going to get it. God will answer that prayer. So Saul sets out to look for the donkeys and decided to see the man of God in 1 Samuel 9, 6. But the servant replied, look, in this town, there is a man of God. He is highly respected and everything he says comes true. Let's go there now. Perhaps he will tell us what way we need to take. Hmm. You know, he's thinking he's going there to find his lost donkeys, but God has another purpose in mind. Are you on a path that you think you're in, on a path to do this? Because see, it's in your path it's in the adversity it's in the trial that sometimes your passions are born it was in all those years that i suffered um on the other end uh, of an alcoholic and the rages that came from his withdrawals and the way that it made me feel that led me to want to help people discover their true identity that you're not supposed to be used and abused by anybody and women, no man has the right to use you and abuse you and treat you like that, that you're their property. You are a child of God. You are a princess. And you can hold, no matter who you are, man or woman, you can hold your head up high because you know you're a child of God. You are a child of the Most High God, God Almighty El Shaddai. Not in a prideful way, but in a way knowing who your daddy is. No one has the right to use you or abuse you. And that, see, my passion was birthed out of that. You may hear it in my voice as I speak because really I felt worthless. And so the path to your purpose, you may think you're on a path for something else, but something's going to be birthed in you and out of you to overflow to others through the path that you're on. Exactly. Everybody had a path. Everybody had the chosen path by God. And it's up to us to follow it. You may ask, 
well, how do I know what path there is or what my path is purpose or, or how do I get on the path in the first place? Well, you got to read the Bible, you got to pray, and you got to uh, see or look for the subtle signs that God has in store for you. As you do this, uh, as you allow the Lord to lead you, you trust in the path, follow in faith, knowing that God who provided the atonement for your salvation and your heart and not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Not only will he lead you and guide you, reveal the areas in your heart that you may that you may need to repent of, but he will put you back on your on the path of your purpose, and that will bring you prosperity to your spirit and emotions and mind and life. You don't have to worry about it. God will put you on that path. That's what the whole entire paragraph right there that I just told you about is. He will put you on your path. You may uh, you have to find those see those subtle signs, just like me. When I was back in Florida, I had no idea that I was going to be meeting my beautiful wife, and I had no idea that I'll be living in Texas. Somebody would tell me that, I'm like, dude, are you drunk? Like, how am I going to get to Texas? How am I going to write a book? How am I going to do all that? I don't know nothing about it, but that's what happened. And it all started when I got my migraines. You never know what purpose God has for you until you have until you follow it. Yes, and Donnie, ha you know, he has his own testimony. He, I mean, he woke up one day at three o'clock in the morning with a migraine from hell. And he's had it for it going on 12 years now. It's 24-7. It don't go away. And on a daily basis, the day that he can operate, and he, he tells me it's Jesus Christ alone that helps him to do it, his pain level between... A one and ten scale is like a six or a seven, and it's those days where it's he does take to bed. It's between a ten and a fifteen, and those are very few and far between. You see, it was that migraine, it was that migraine that led him to Jesus and that led him to write the book. That led him to me. See. God has a purpose for your pain. He has a purpose for the pain that you're going through and the, the trial that you're going through. And learn to trust him. And if you would just, you know, maybe keep a journal and keep record of all those times that God does something for you. Then you can go back on it when you're really discouraged and you can encourage yourself in the Lord. And so, well, God did it for me this time. He's going to do it for me this time, too. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And remember those things of past. Because if he has got you on this path, then the God who hung on the cross and had his, his hands and his feet nailed to the cross, beaten beyond human recognition, then he's got a very good reason for allowing this. Because that is a God of love who would suffer that much pain that he's just not going to stop there at the cross, people. That he loves you unconditionally. He loved us while we were doing that. That is love. And he's not going to stop there. And he hasn't forgotten you if you've been in it for a while. When you've learned what you need to learn, you'll move on. There's one instance where he was going across, um, I think, the Sea of Galilee. And they were in a boat. And... 
you know, he, they, they had very horrible storms and he calmed the storms. Yeah. And he said, oh, you know, that they had weak faith. But as soon as they learned what they needed to learn, the boat was on the other side. There was that time when he came walking on the water and Peter has Lord. It was at night and he said, Lord, if it be you, bid us to come to bid me to come to you. And he said, Well, come. And so he started walking on the water, but it was when he looked at his surroundings that he started to sink. You see, you can be in the boat and not have a chance to walk on water because of your fear, or you can get out of the boat to walk on water. But even when even when he looked at everything and he looked at the surroundings and he started to see, the Lord was gentle with him and he held out his hand and he helped him into the boat. See, God has a purpose for your pain and it's not to be mean. Something is going to be birthed out of there and you're going to have a wow God moment. Yep, exactly. So, so we're going to take a quick break here. Well, my wife wants me to read this paragraph before I we take the quick break. So I'll go ahead and read a paragraph and then we'll take a quick break right after that. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To forgive a to give you a future and hope. Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will you will be found by by you. Uh, you will be where am I at here? Yeah, he can't read my writing. I'm sorry, people. But you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You'll be found by uh, you'll be found by me, declares the Lord, and I will restore you from captivity and gather you from all the nations and places to which I've banished you, declares the Lord. I will restore you to the place from which I sent to you into exile. That's Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven through fourteen. I'm sure all of you know who that is. So God's got a purpose. That's saying he's got a hope. You've got a hope and you've got a future in him and he doesn't want to harm you. So that trial that you're in and that place that you're feeling you're lost and stuck and you feel like screaming and you don't know where you are. God's got a purpose for that. And then you're going to be praising God on your hands and knees when he gets you out of it. Okay. Now we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back right after the song called... Danny Gokey, have have a, seen it yet? Haven't seen it yet by Danny Gokey. I apologize. We'll be right back right after this. Have you been praying and you still have no answers? Have you been pouring out your heart for so many years? Have you been hoping? Would have changed by now Have you cried all the faith you have Through so many tears Don't forget the things that he has done before And remember he can do it all once more It's like the brightest sunrise Waiting on the other side of the dark Night, don't ever lose hope. Hold on and believe. Maybe you just haven't seen it. Just haven't seen it yet. You're closer than you think you are. Only moments from the break of dawn. All his promises are just up ahead. Maybe you just. 
song by Danny Goki, haven't seen it yet, and we're going to continue on with this discussion with topic three, Lost Has Been Found. Saul and his servants found the man of God. He not only told him that his donkey had been found, but told him his purpose, 1 Samuel 9.20. As for donkeys you lost three days ago, don't worry about them. They have been found, and to whom is all desire of Israel turned? If not to you, and your whole family in line, whole family line. Yeah, so he was about to tell him that he's he was telling him he's about to become king. See, God will not only lead you to find what you lost, but he will lead you to your purpose, and his purpose will fulfill your heart in a way that you never dreamed possible, and your joy will overflow. You see, those donkeys being lost were just to get him to set out on the path and meet. Samuel. So what path are you on? What are you searching for that you think you're searching for, for one thing, but you're going to be searching for something else? You see, when my son was in jail at first, he was screaming, get me out of here, get me out of here, get me out of here. And then he's telling me by the time he got out, he was saying this was the best thing that ever happened to me. What are you going to discover on your trial? What's going to open your eyes to what God is truly trying to get through to you and show you. When are you going to humble yourself and say, Lord, please show me. Please show me. I don't think I have it all together after all. Because what you think you lost, you're going to find. And then you're going to find something even better. Because see, God will lead you to victory. He will answer your prayers and he will heal your heart. He will restore what you've lost and then give you back more in abundance. So will, your, will you humble yourself and ask him to show you the way and reveal his truth? He says your beginnings will seem humble. So prosperous will your future be. Job 8-7. Samuel confirmed later in chapter 10 in more detail of what his purpose was. To be the first anointed king over Israel. 1 Samuel 10-1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it over his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? And in Isaiah 35.10 it says, And those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing and everlasting joy and will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. See, how long is it going to take before you ask God to open your eyes? If you're in the trial. Are you discouraged? Are you feeling stuck? 
and you just don't understand, keep trusting God. How many times before has he come through for you? He came in, I can't do for me so many times I can barely count. And honestly, what my wife talked about earlier is that I was living in Florida. I developed a migraine headache and I went to every doctor known the man over there and nobody could do anything. I ended up eventually losing my house, losing my job and losing the marriage I had over there, which was all uh, a blessing in disguise because I had to go back to live with my father. Then I got led to the Lord by my grandmother, got saved, wrote a book, met my wife and moved to Texas. All that was my purpose, my new beginning, my new release on life. Now I have an incredible wife. We run a podcast together and I couldn't be happier. I had no idea I would be living in Texas. And the same thing happened to one of our good friends last week. That I'm sure you guys all heard the, her story, Laura Beth. We had her on the radio show last week talking about her adversity. She was bedridden for 10 years. Lost her husband because he couldn't handle it. Lost her family. Her her sons went with them, with, with her father. And she was down to nothing. And matter of fact, I'll let my wife continue. Yes. And so, yes, and, and she was depressed for a real long time and, and didn't understand because, yes, she was saved before, but she didn't understand. She didn't have a clue. But then the Lord finally got a hold of her, and then she began writing such beautiful poetry. And then you should see the prints that she's got, met, you know, that she's matched some of that poetry with. You can find that on her website, CheerfulHearts.com. And she has her own Christian greeting card line from a full line from all the poetry that she wrote. God birthed something in her heart. And then, you know, her, her, her scripture for that, because it was medicine to her, is God helped her as you listen to her story, start thinking of the good things. Start thinking of things that there's always something you can be grateful for. So, her scripture is a cheerful heart is good medicine, right? That's taken from Proverbs. And so there's always something you can be thankful for. There's always something you can be thankful for to God. And, you know, if, if you're walking, you have feet. You're not lame. Okay? If you can see, you have eyes to see and you're not blind. If you can hear the person talking to you that's next to you, then you're not deaf. And if you can talk, then you're not mute. And if you've got a roof over your head, then you have a roof over your head because there's a lot of homeless people. And if you're sitting down to the table eating, then you have food. There is always something that you can be thankful for. If you have a job, praise God. Because you have something providing, a job that's providing for that stuff that you eat and the clothes that you wear. That car that you drive. There's always something that you can be thankful for. And Laura Beth learned this lesson. And she is not only the owner of a greeting card line and the beautiful prints that she sells on her site with those scriptures, but she also is a life coach. Yes, she studied for this and she is a certified life coach. And when I got divorced from my ex-husband, I had a lot to overcome and be healed and a lot of fear I had to overcome. And 
I really needed to be turned around. And she even helped me. You know, one of the best things that I still remember and I still take away and I still use is positive affirmations. See, Proverbs says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. It's Proverbs 18.21. You can prophesy good over your future, or you can speak that native trash and give the devil ammunition. What are you going to choose? It's up to you. You can be thankful, and you can be grateful for everything. So her life turned around. You know, she could have just felt sorry for herself. She was on a path. But God wanted to birth a purpose out of her. And he did. And now he uses her to show people resilience. She's a queen of resilience. I mean, 10 years and she's still trusting God through it. That is awesome. So she speaks to people. She's a speaker. She's a public speaker and an author. God has used her abundantly to help people. To help people discover the strength that they didn't think that they had. To search out for something that they thought they lost, but really God was showing her something else. He was putting her on a path to find out just who he is and just what he wanted to do for her. And if you mention this podcast, that you heard her story and you listen to her on You Got This podcast, then she is going to give you a gift. Uh, uh, a session that costs usually $500, she said, of Life Coach. And email her at laurabeth at cheerfulhearts.com. And again, you can visit her website at cheerfulhearts.com. There's always something you can be thankful for in that trial that you're in. Just expect a blessing when you come through it because God has got one on the other side. You know, I guess that's thank that all you have to do is wake up one day to thank God that God's turning your life over, making a lot, making a purpose for you in life. Because we all have a purpose in life. I had to learn mine. My wife had to learn hers, and everybody, everybody listening to podcast had to learn theirs. But the end closing here, just always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Hopefully, you check us out again next time. But you got this. I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.